come on and sit down and watch this with me. You know you want to watch it. And I want you to watch it too. Come on. I'm like, it's, first of all, so it's, this is a Rick and Morty thing? Yeah, so it's, it comes from, like, there's, I think, one episode, like, maybe two episodes where it's, like, even referenced, because he just, like, goes back in time, and it's, like, in this timeline, he's like, oh, yeah, I gotta get some of that Szechuan sauce, like, that McDonald's had during, like, the run of Mulan, and then, like, it turned into this, like, whole crazy thing of, like, fans, like, demanding, like, Szechuan sauce, and then McDonald's, like, was really stupid and actually, like like pandered to them and like was like okay we'll do it for this one day which of course like opened the floodgates of all of like the fucking horrible things because that of course they like ran out terrible and of course idea. like they were just like oh fuck you like you're yelling at someone who makes like eight dollars an hour and works at mcdonald's like you need to fucking figure your life out and get it's... your shit together because that's not fucking cool well, <laughs> well like you said craig it's the worst of all fandoms yeah know, just right there well like... it's just i mean it's just like there's so much like that i mean you know there's a lot of like shows that like attract those like fandoms where the show itself is actually legitimately like a decent show. Like I right. enjoy Rick and Morty. I think it's fun. Oh, I think yeah. it, like, I think it's like an interesting look at, uh, you know, like existentialism and, you know, like depression. And I think of it as like Futurama for adults. Yeah. And, and so it's like really crazy to like see something that I've actually enjoyed watching. I'm not like a hardcore fan, but yeah. I enjoyed like watching Rick and Morty and like, the people that really, really fucking take off with it are the people that I'm like, okay, this is why I fucking don't invest myself in like this fandom in any right. way because just like this looks like a fucking dumpster fire. Oh, and yeah. it's a very adult show. Like the concepts yeah. of the show are very adult, like much like Bojack Horseman, where yeah. it's kind of absurd, but it look you know, it tackles like these really like interesting in depth issues. Like, but yeah, I've the never people seen that are... Bojack fans being like all No, no, no. no but no. Bojack <laughs> is yeah, is, is a much more it's a more like mature approach to it, whereas like uh like Bojack Horseman is surreal. Right. Rick and Morty is outlandish. And like in your face. Yeah. Like a Boj like you wouldn't you haven't met a Bojack Horseman fan do that because a Bojack Horseman fan is too busy crying into a bottle of beer. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is true because it's the saddest show. <laughs> Anyways, are we ready, guys? Yeah. Oh, I'm so ready. Hey everybody, welcome to yet another episode of I Want You to Watch This. I am your host, Dennis. I am joined by my two lovely and talented and dashing young co-hosts, Colin and Craig. How are you both? I'm doing all right. It's fucking cold. It is fucking cold. It was 70 degrees two days ago. Yeah. My phone <laughs> just said one degree all day today. Yeah. It didn't change. <laughs> well, that's Colorado, people. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really the first like cold that we've experienced. Like This is the first time it, like our winner has behaved like a winner. Yeah. So there's that. I know. I can't really complain. Yeah. But, but at the same I, time, I'm so not going to well, complain. Yeah, complain. <laughs> uh, uh, unfortunately, sadly, uh, Julie couldn't make it tonight. Um, I do have a little bit of a log line about uh, Singing in the Rain, which is the movie that we are covering tonight uh, from her. Um, but yeah, uh, we are continuing. Uh, well, it's not a block because we did away with those. We're not doing blocks anymore. Season blocks two. out of here. Yeah. It's more of concepts, man. 
<laughs> and we're not even labeling them. This is just things we're doing. Um, and the thing we did last uh, last week was my favorite movie, which was uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And now we pass it off to Colin to do his favorite movie, which is Singing in the Rain, 1952. And I'm going to pass it off to him because he's just literally clawing at my eyes to, do, to start <laughs> stomping it <laughs> So, yes, uh, Singing in the Rain is from 1952. It's directed by Stanley Donan and Gene Kelly. Um, and it's about a silent movie star um, named Don Lockwood. And when the talking pictures come around... Um, it changes everything. So him and his co-star, Lena Lamont, um, have to make a talking picture. And it turns out that, unfortunately, Lena has a terrible, shrill voice and a New York accent, which will not work for these talking pictures. So they decide to dub her talking and singing voice with a young woman named Kathy Selden, who's an up-and-comer who Don has fallen in love with. And that's basically what the movie's about it's just um they have to succeed over making this thing so first they make a talking picture and it's an absolute disaster and then they decide to revamp it and turn it into a musical and then they're a big smash hit and they go off and live happily ever after yeah the end (laughs) um (laughs) it's it's a it's a it's a musical from 1952 um and they don't make them like that anymore or they haven't in a long time they haven't in a long time yeah. i mean they make like chicago and stuff yeah but they don't do like full movie music right. yeah. like this well i mean that was like even um you know watching this it was like very clear like how much uh la la land pulled from this uh, oh, like even though, well, even though <laughs> la la land was trying to pull well, yeah, from no, this. Yeah, that's, yeah that's what it was like it was like Oh uh, God! It was just like if you'd actually, if it'd actually been a musical, if they'd actually had singing and dancing leads, uh, and minus like the like colonizing culture of like La La Land being what it was, like right. like it, La La Land could have achieved the status if they'd actually like corrected those things like actually had people who like the gene kelly and like debbie reynolds like found but, those people, which i think we actually said when we, after we watched la la Land, yeah i think like, we said something like that but here's a little thing to put under your hat um debbie reynolds had no dancing background before she did this movie oh gene kelly basically taught her to dance during this and she describes it at making this movie and surviving childbirth is the two most difficult things she had ever done. In <laughs> because Gene Kelly is a perfectionist and a little bit of a tyrant. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> it was not easy for uh, Debbie Reynolds to learn dancing from Gene Kelly right. in yeah. this movie. Well, that's what I, I read it is like they were, they had like 19 hour days sometimes. Yeah. Like uh, Debbie Reynolds uh, would uh, sometimes sleep on set or if not sleep on set, then would start her day at 4 a.m. to like commute taking three buses to get to the set like Jesus. like it was like everyone was like all in on this movie and <laughs> um I, I as much as i love like the 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 film as a whole like there's like some like little like nitpicky things that it was like like the cuts of the oh, of, the, the, of the film were like is grading at points where yeah. it's just like there's like one point where um they're doing but they're like an addiction practice and it's like Cosmo is like is like making faces behind uh-huh. the addiction coach, yeah. and then it's like he like makes a face, and then it like cuts, and then he's like making the same face but at a different angle, <laughs> and it's like weird things. Like there's like multiple scenes like that where um, another one was when they're doing the showing for the first silent film that um, why am I forgetting his name? I have it written down here. 
um, Gene Kelly's character. Don. Um, yeah, Don that Don, yeah, that Don is uh, performing in. And he like knocks the guy over the railing and he falls into the water. But then like when he jumps over the railing, he like lands on like cobblestones and there's like no water on the ground. I don't think he's supposed to fall in the water. I think he falls onto the cobblestones. No, no. He knocks the guy over and there's a splash. He falls into like a like a like a, a yeah. There's a, a lot of or strange but, editing. Going but yeah, it's, but it's like I mean, this is like when like movies were like new. I mean, they're 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 making fun of like of of uh, silent films that were like what 25 30 years before this movie came out yeah like, i mean well that's what i was kind of wondering too was i didn't i wasn't sure if that was supposed to be kind of like an intentional thing because, i don't know if it's necessarily intentional um, or so much as they're saying well this is the silent movie portion so it doesn't matter if it's rough around the edges because well but it happens in the actual movie too is what yeah. it is, is right what yeah, d- yeah in, in like the actual footage there's like some questionable editing i, I noticed that like particularly like in the dance uh, numbers you know it's like it would just be like a quick cut and then like they'd be in the kind of slightly different spots and it's like well what just happened there and it's like oh yeah this movie's from 1952 <laughs> <laughs> um but like i was just absolutely blown away by this movie when it finished like the first thing i did was start it again because it was just like that, that was so much see, fun see that's it why this is my favorite movie is because like i can just watch this movie on a loop and always be entertained yeah. by it oh like, yeah it's a piece of gold. It is amazing. Like Gene Kelly is the physical embodiment of charisma. Like I, I like to think of it as like the physical embodiment of like masculine grace. Yeah, like it's just this incredible thing. I can like watch that man move like all the time and right. just be blown away constantly. But like, I mean, even just his like smile when it's like it, like just how over the top this movie is and like from go. When he's like walking down the red carpet and like the lady is like announcing like doing the Joan Rivers thing, which oh, yeah. I thought was like unique with Joan Rivers. I didn't realize that this was uniquely Before. no. It, yeah, it, it goes yeah. back to like the silent yeah. era. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is dope. I mean, but, she's old, but I yeah. mean, <laughs> I love that scene because he's. I love the thing of him telling like his version of what the story right. is and versus then, like what's actually like. Well, I was brought up on the best, only Shakespeare and Ibsen, right. and like him and De- we were stranded and, and we were. Waiting in Hollywood when <laughs> and they're sneaking into like a King Kong movie. He's talking about like my parents would take me to the theater, see Moliere. <laughs> I'm immediately correcting myself because I said Joan Rivers is old, but I believe Joan Rivers has died. So yeah, yes. yeah. So yeah. a little but older. She than lived old. for a very yeah. Long time. <laughs> like she, she. Uh, uh, well, I can't think of that guy's name either. So I can't. So was this movie the movie? Because at the end, they're, like, standing in front of the poster for, like, Singing in the Rain. Oh, And so I was like, no, was this movie, like, not, supposed to be the movie the They're not time? going that meta. I, <laughs> I, don't was think... like, I was like, that would be, like, groundbreaking if they were, like, going that meta in, like, 1952. <laughs> I don't think they did that in the 50s, <laughs> no, That's what I was saying. It would be groundbreaking if they were, like, doing that in the 1950s. And you're watching it right <laughs> now. <laughs> Well, because, because the billboard clearly says Singing in the Rain starring Don Lockwood and Kathy Selden. And you're watching Singing in the Rain starring Gene Kelly, Debbie Reynolds, and Donald McCann. I'm just saying. Like, I, I was like, that would be awesome. If they were just like, yeah, wink, wink, next match, guys. I mean, they're kind of doing it. <laughs> um, I, uh, so this is the... the the uh, most recent musical that I watched before this was uh, um, Meet Me in St. Louis, 
Um, yeah. <laughs> Which I enjoyed. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's just, I mean, it's not on the entertainment level as, you know, it, it doesn't have a Gene Kelly. Yeah. Um, um, but it is also a movie, you know, that came out in the 50s that's about something that's happening, like, way before it's time you know so it's like 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 i've, I've had like two experiences of like a, a a movie from like shit that's like what now almost 70 years old uh over 70 years old that's like referencing something that's almost uh 90 100 years old <laughs> it's just like kind of bizarre to me because it's just like oh this is what people from the 50s thought of people in the 20s yeah and it's like different from how i think of people from the 20s but that's well, just like the nostalgic wave there's always in the pop culture a nostalgia for 20 years ago that's true yeah but like it's it's still weird man <laughs> don't take that away from me well yeah well, maybe it's just like the same way that Grease came out in the 70s and was about the 50s right and, yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's like and you know we have like movies now um what's what everything sucks 80s. is like on like Netflix Every, right yeah, now yeah, everything the 90s. now is about like 80s. the 80s and the 90s yeah. And, yeah like everyone is perpetually nostalgic like people who are like young adults now are nostalgic for like what their life was like or what pop culture was like 20 years ago yeah and but, now we've got what Ready Player One coming out. Right. It's, yeah, it's all just yeah. But it, it it cracks me up because it's like like in Mimi and St. Louis they kept on cracking these awesome you know like you know rib crackers of jokes about like how these these girls these young girls that are like you know seventeen and nineteen complaining that they're not married yet and they're gonna die old old maids you know in the fifties. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you look back at like women in the fifties and it was like. Eh, change you know? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really that different in the 50s either well, no, I mean, what was that's that? what i'm saying yeah. and like and then in in, in, the, in this movie like uh what was the thing that stood out to be oh just like the the concept of them like making fun of like uh um, silent films like the way that they are and it's like guys that was only like 30 years before <laughs> like this movie <laughs> that being said though i I love the demonstration of the talking picture. Oh, yeah. It's just the guy coming, hello, <laughs> this is a demonstration of a talking picture. <laughs> <laughs> Notice my lips and the sounds issuing from them. <laughs> and he's got this little pencil mustache. And, like, my favorite part is, like, it ends. He's like, well bye-bye and the camera's still rolling and he's just standing there and he like is making these faces like oh i didn't know you were still on me hi <laughs> well, this movie has a lot of humor like all throughout it and for me i i am still after what a year of doing this i'm still losing movie cred because i was like wait that's not the guy from Willy Wonka. <laughs> I'm totally like confusing You're Gene confusing Wilder. You're confusing Gene Wilder Gene with Kelly. Gene Kelly? Craig! <laughs> <laughs> ah, I watched Xanadu with you. I know, I know you but know that was, who like, Gene super Kelly old. is. That was super old Gene Kelly. <laughs> but no, it took me like a, a minute to be like, oh no, that's right, that's right. Uh, that's right, that's right, okay. Okay. <laughs> Does it look like young Frankenstein? Oh man, that's great. Um, 
But yeah, I was so I watched it on Amazon, which of course has like the great like X ray thing X-ray, on there, yeah. uh, which is awesome. Like some of like the really cool things that I saw that I really enjoyed. Uh, again, which is why I thought this movie was like meta before meta was meta, man. Like, <laughs> uh, like Debbie Reynolds' voice was dubbed by Betty Royce for the scenes where Reynolds' character dubs Lena Lamont singing, uh, singing. Lena Lamont's parts. Yeah, but only so, <laughs> only the singing parts. Yeah, so. yeah. But... In, in the in the dubbing scene, um, when she's doing the dialogue, that's actually Gene Hagen's voice. She's just not doing the crazy, you know. Yeah. Lena oh, voice. so it's just like the, her voice. Yeah, that's what the actress's actual voice sounds like. <laughs> is what she's doing the dialogue in those dubbing scenes. But yeah, I just thought that was like pretty hilarious. That it was like the dub. There was a dub for the dub in this movie, like about. Yeah how dubbing was like a major story like plot point (laughs) dubbing was done in movies all the time back then though like if you watch like any like really old bond movie it's like 90 percent dubbed oh yeah well i mean it's like you know any um, even like in animated movies like the singing voice and the speaking voice are usually usually different different, yeah right but yeah i just thought that was like a funny little extra layer in uh (laughs) one of the like ones i like was like i like Popped under the screen and uh, Sid Charisse, who was his dance partner oh, in the Broadway Rhythm Ballet. Don't don't spoil my favorite thing that I read about this because I got this, I gotta say is, this... is it the thing about the costume? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we're we're gonna jump out. So they um we can wait if you want to like do some other stuff before we can get to that. We can well, I guess we're not really going in any particular order. So we'll talk about first of all. I want to say that Broadway Melody is the most shoehorned thing in this movie and I don't care because it's my favorite number. Oh, I felt the same way. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then like, I think five seconds later, I was like, don't care. This is amazing. Well, it's like, uh, they're saying, well, well, here's something we were thinking about for the modern portion of the picture. It's this thing about Broadway Hoover who comes to to town and then they do this incredible dance number at the end of it. RF is like, well, I really can't wrap my head around it. I guess I have to see it on film. Right. <laughs> so even the movie knows they're like, yeah, this this has no has nothing to do with anything else. We just threw it in because it's awesome. Right. But my favorite part of Broadway Melody is that ballet portion where they have like that long flowing scarf that like blows in the wind. Oh and my god! Up and, and you get to see Gene Kelly kind of adapt from his jazz and like tap style to uh-huh. this ballet style. But um, the woman he's dancing with is a ballerina named Sid Charisse, who actually became considerably more famous after this movie. But there was a problem with her costume, which was that they could see her pubic hair. Ah. So after they had to shut down the production for several hours. (laughs) And when they came back, the costume designer reportedly said, it's all right, guys. We finally got Sid's crotch licked. (laughs) Well... Yep. Well, they did. <laughs> we finally got Sid's crotch licked. Just, just so much respect for that wonderful, wonderful battle. <laughs> yeah. Um, that uh, I'm glad you brought up that scene uh, because uh, <laughs> um, I just I, I I was looking at it. It was like I I had to look at the movie credit to be like, when was this movie made? 1952. Are you shitting me? This is like the most surreal thing. Like this is totally like it felt like something from the '60s, you know, or like the '70s, you know, and like some sort of psychedelia age. Yeah, with all yeah. like the bright popping costumes yeah. and the people on like the giant treadmills going by yeah. and everything. Well, that and well, more so it was the ballet scene. It was that moment where it yeah. felt like it was like it, like they were stuck in the Salvador Dali painting and like you know with the wind with like you don't know how far back it goes or how long that 
scarf is or yeah. anything, you know? And like, I really want to know how they shot that scene. Like, it was really well done. I, I kind of wonder about that every time I watch it. And I wa- I've watched this movie a bunch. <laughs> and every time I get to that portion, I'm always finding something about how did they do this one thing? Right. Or how did they do this other thing? Like, I feel like they had to have had, like, a giant fan built into the floor Somewhere. to get the scarf to blow straight up right, like yeah. that. But, like, there, it, but, it was yeah. moving everywhere. Because it, then it goes down the whole length of the Yeah, and it, it changes direction. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, magic. And, and like magic. the whole, Movie the whole set, I, I think it's I think it's a set and a backdrop that are both forced perspective. So that's what's given you kind of the sense of space that you get. Okay. The other interesting thing was they choreographed that scene very carefully because Sid Charisse is taller than Gene Kelly, and they had to choreograph this carefully so that that wasn't too terribly evident. Of oh. course, we can, yeah, we can't have that. No, <laughs> no blow to any ego. Yeah. Oh, that's like even at the end, like when. Um, like Lena is, you know, going like on her tirade and, you know, trying to destroy. She's trying to take over the whole company. Yeah, and, and yeah, take over and like pretty much have like Kathy just like be her permanent voiceover actor. And like the three men like go over to the side and like hatch a plan that like 100% should involve Kathy. Like since <laughs> she's like the main person that has to, you know, <laughs> implement this plan. And she's just like, wait, what's going on? There's like, no, just go out there. Just go, go, go. Right. She's like, uh, wait, like what? Just, there's like, just go and sing. And just, I, <laughs> I, I want like- to, I want to, for the benefit of the doubt, say that like they have to get her to start singing immediately so that the crowd doesn't go too crazy and then they hatch the plan but uh, I think it's also just 1950s mentality of like oh I'll let the men handle it sweetie yeah. <laughs> oh. we'll just point you in the right direction I, I mean, mean it's, it's like 10 minutes of like the dudes talking about the girl that is right there <laughs> like right there and she finally is like alright fine fuck you Don I never want to see you again <laughs> ever <laughs> but then immediately renexed so it's not only his dancing, but also uh, Gene Kelly's doing his own stunts in this movie, like all the stuff in the swashbuckling scenes. Oh wow! And when he uh, gets out of the, gets away from his fans and climbs over the top of the rail car and jumps into Kathy's car and everything, oh, that's wow. all Gene Kelly just doing those stunts. Dang. But I love how he gets in her car and like the policeman stops her and then she's driving him home and she tries putting the moves on her and he puts the arm around her. And I just love her reaction to that. Like how she slowly looks at his hand and like the look on her face and everything. And she, <laughs> then she starts just dissing on silent movie actors and all this stuff. <laughs> but my other favorite part about that scene is just the this one delivery of this sing-songy line where she gets to his house and like, here we are, sunset in Camden. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I guess I must tear myself away from you. And he's like, closes and like rips his, his coattail is tucked in the, the car. And she's just like cackles. I'm just like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, uh, another uh, awesome thing about Gene Kelly on this set was. Uh, apparently he was like really sick during the singing in during the rain. During singing scene. in the rain, yeah, which took all day to set up. Yeah, and so he didn't want to waste the the time, so he insisted on doing a take. Some people say he had a fever as high as a hundred and one. What? And they hadn't even fully blocked the scene out. They basically had like where it was going to begin and where it was going to end, and so he improvised most of that number. I mean, there were other stuff that they went back and picked back up, but he improvised most of it, and that's what you see in the final film. What? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> He's amazing. Um, I'll chime in right here and say what Julie said about this movie, um, specifically about Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly is a tremendous athlete, and watching him is so deeply satisfying because he's just so good. And I like that. 
Um, she also said that uh, when she saw, um, oh man, what's the uh, make them laugh? Make them laugh. Uh, yeah. Ooh, I've got yeah. a great thing about that. She said when the first time she saw make them laugh, she probably watched it like completely with her jaw dropped. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing about make them laugh is it's another thing that was shot like largely in one take. This hugely physically demanding thing. Donald O'Connor smoked four packs of cigarettes a day. What? So after it was the fifties. After he finished, <laughs> good for you then. After he finished filming, make him laugh. He had to be on bed rest for three days. Oh my god! He comes back to the set and he gets a, like applause from the entire crew, crew. Applause from Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly approaches him and says, "Hey, um, do you think you could do it again?" Donald O'Connor, being the consummate professional that he is, says. Yeah, sure, Gene, I could do it again. He says, good, you got to do it again tomorrow because nobody checked the aperture on the camera and all the ca- all that footage got fogged. Oh, oh no. So Donald O'Connor had to redo the entire thing after he had to be on bed rest for three days after, because it was so physically exhausting to uh, shoot that. Oh, my God. God when, he, when he first, like, steps on those piano keys, I tell you, I fucking cringe so hard. Like, when he's, like, <laughs> playing the piano, then he, like, just, like, jumps up and, like physically like starts, starts walking, walking on, on it. Like, oh god <laughs> <laughs> the part that i can, i'm always blown away blown away by in that is when he's on the ground he's just running in a circle like but he's still completely horizontal right. i'm like how does a human being do that i mean it just just they overcrank some of the footage on it but it was just like absolutely manic like in the performance it was amazing it was amazing so here's another thing so in the um when they're filming the original like singing cavalier thing but before they turn it into musical and they're having all the sound issues the thing where like the mic was picking up lena's heartbeat that happened on the set of singing in the rain really because they were miking debbie reynolds so that she could be her singing could be picked up better and they put it in her shirt and that mic picked up her heartbeat <laughs> i'm telling you this movie's meta as fuck <laughs> <you guys. laughs> this movie made itself it's like synecdoche in new york but not as depressing <laughs> um no no I was just going to say one other little tidbit that I saw was uh, that the film's network television premiere had to be postponed two weeks uh, because of the JFK assassination. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Apparently, it was originally supposed to air on November 23rd, and it had to be pushed back because of that. So, Ew. yeah. Just a little little fun little tidbit <laughs> involving a presidential assassination. <laughs> <laughs> Got to tie it to JFK. That's our buddy Craig. Always tying it to JFK. You know me. Hey, we've, we've had a proud tradition of tying things to the JFK assassination on this podcast. We had to talk about that with Doctor Strangelove. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Hmm. Yeah, that was that was a moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> it was a moment. <laughs> it was like you know, so, you know, they say if you like, you know. Clip the wing of a butterfly, you yeah. know, or like if a butterfly flaps yeah. its wings, it's like a hurricane the, on the other side of the world. Was that the butterfly moment? Yeah, that was yeah, okay. that was like our butterfly effect. <laughs> Just a little little push of a stone down a hill. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, um, that kind of wraps me up for notes. Uh, how you guys doing on them? I got a few more things. Like a few of them are just like favorite lines. Again, it's like imagine it, Lamont and Lockwood. They talk, and then <laughs> it was like, well, of course we talk. <laughs> Don't everybody? 
There's also just RF, I think, is one of my favorite characters. Like, I just love how he's so, like, full, like, blown thing, but he also will, like, cave in all the time. He's like, well, look here, I'm running the studio. You're hired. Don't let Lena know she's on the lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's the first iteration of, like, a, you know, big Hollywood producer slash owner type that isn't the, uh, the evil guy. You yeah, know, he's like yeah. Arup is like nice. he's an actual like real good guy, right. like not out to like steal everybody's money. He's like really interested in making the art, not and, like, like Eddie Arcadian or any <laughs> and like pick a movie. Yeah. Like, they all do. It's it's amazing. Even if they're like not necessarily like the bad guy, they're like just like the shady piece of shit friend that everyone's just like yeah yeah you know. You take well, all like money. this and like Hail Caesar, I think are like two examples I can think of off the top of my head with like a studio executive who's portrayed as like a good a good, a good guy like right. a good character hmm. i love how he's initially so against the talkie as a whole thing he's like oh it's a crazy gadget no one's gonna use it and then he has to shut he like shuts down the entire studio says like oh, every one of our movies is gonna become a talkie now <laughs> <laughs> the jazz singer what a lark that's never gonna be a successful thing uh <laughs> it changed everything so i also love after um the like total disastrous premiere they go back it's like the worst life of don lookwood's life and what is he having at home he's he's like not having a drink he's not having whiskey or anything and, like they go back and they have milk and sandwiches <laughs> this movie is just so wholesome it's very wholesome <laughs> it's so it, it's ah it's very nice so of the i didn't give the budget for this movie or it's um this movie had a $2.5 million budget. It has a gross of $13.9 million. Of that $2.5 million, $157,000 was spent on costumes. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> That's a huge costume budget. Yeah. yeah. So as I had said before, Debbie Reynolds had had no dance experience before this movie, and Gene Kelly was sure he could teach her as he had taught Frank Sinatra in Anchors Away. But it was easier with Debbie Reynolds because she had been a gymnast. So what Gene Kelly said about Debbie Reynolds was Debbie was strong as an ox also she was a great copyist she could pick up the most complicated routine without too much difficulty at the university of hard work and pain (laughs) (laughs) what a hard ass (laughs) yeah but at the same time he's being like hey she was great like she's like total like super strong like yeah you know coming from from fucking Gene Kelly from Gene Kelly it's just like I mean when you watch him it's just like it's perfection in motion it's just every step is just he makes it look so easy and yet no one else could do it yeah like there's somebody else who like can make stuff look as effortless as gene kelly right and and let me ask this again just because i mean i know how i stand on it but is he hot yeah oh yeah Yeah. it was like because i'm like that is a very very attractive man (laughs) oh yeah like yeah he's he's got like the jawline He's got those Dude, eyes. He's got this little scar on his yeah, cheek too. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, damn. <laughs> he's got mystique. I know. He well, he looks like you know, like a like the the hotness of today, like Michael Fassbender or like John Ham. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say yeah, like he proto John like Hamm. Right, yeah. um, like the rugged, handsome person, not like the pretty boy, handsome guy. Um, I I did uh do a little bit of research into it on regard of like how it did and like how it was received. And uh, it looked like what was it, like audiences like didn't they thought it was okay when it first came out and it took like almost like twenty years before it got critically acclaimed and people started to really realize what it was for what it is. Um, <clears throat> I thought that's interesting, you know, and like makes you wonder like what 
movies people will pick up on that are coming out now you know in their feet in the future yeah that like, people will be like that was a work of fucking art you well, know like what's gonna have a renaissance like in the future mm-hmm. yeah. yeah what's gonna be the sleeper <laughs> so um what roger ebert said about this movie is there's no movie musical more fun than singing in the rain and few that remain as fresh over the years yeah i would agree with that uh my last thing is just it has a 100 percent on rotten tomatoes oh it has a 95 percent audience tomatoes and an 8.3 on imdb that sounds just considering <clears throat> how imdb is a sack of crazy <laughs> <laughs> um how about you craig anything else any last thoughts um uh, no yeah it's, it's a classic for classic. a reason yes it is a classic for a reason um thank you colin uh that was that was amazing i think uh the only other time i've seen it actually was just um the dance numbers i think yeah. I, i've just seen like uh you know singing in the rain and then like a few others i think and probably like good morning and, and make them laugh yeah. i think Good morning. Good morning. morning. Yeah, apparently they like got all the songs and then wrote the script around it. Yeah, Ah, and and it was also one of those things where these were just songs they pulled out of like uh, vaults. Yeah, like and just like here, here's a handful of songs. Let's make a movie. (laughs) (laughs) They did it. Here you go, Gene Kelly and Debbie Reynolds. You might be some people someday. Uh, Poor Mama Leia. It was. It was good to good to see this movie yeah it really was <laughs> um all right well uh up next is going to be saved which is uh, uh craig's pick for greatest movie of all time right? <laughs> just be- be- best best movie ever right of all, all time no. yeah. i mean like we've already done get out so i can't right. do that yeah, one yeah. again so i figured yeah. <laughs> and we did the ice man remember oh, oh yeah yeah guys oh. remember that absolute gem the <laughs> yes. ice man that we watched kill you with an ice pick. <laughs> <laughs> so memorable uh <laughs> so so pleasant to sit through so pleasant to sit through Didn't again michael like... shannon's performance in shape of water definitely redeemed any any yep. of the rest of it. oh yeah. no it's like it's such a sign of a bad movie when like i mean that cast was loaded yeah. like that fucking cast was loaded i mean so many good actors in it and like no, not a good movie. No. You know, it's, it, it's amazing. It really is. Um, why are we talking about Iceman? I'm sorry. <laughs> you did this to us. <laughs> I take full responsibility. Um, all right. Well, yeah, like I said, um, up next is saved. Uh, stay tuned. That'll be it. Um, any uh, recommendations, fellas? Fellers? Um, fellers there? Anything? Anything hmm, yet? Hmm. Go see Black Panther. Like, oh <laughs> yeah, we'll all we yeah, can do we'll a collective <laughs> uh, recommendation of Black Go Panther. Go fucking see Black Panther. Yeah, it's amazing. God, um, it, yeah, it was so much better than I even thought it was going to be. Dude, I'm just so happy. Yeah, it, <laughs> it it really it truly is. It, it it holds up in every regard that you want it to, and and in some. Yeah, you know, um, introduces some amazing side characters. Oh my God, Shuri! Oh, Shuri! I, I, I said this on Twitter, but uh, again, I want like an entire movie just about her like Q branch in Wakanda. That <laughs> like, or uh, a Shuri Spider Man 
team up movie Dude. would be amazing. Oh, uh, and I was like, people were like shipping like her and Winter Soldier, and I was like, no, ill. He's like a hundred, oh. and she's sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Second yeah, of all, Spider Man would be much more appropriate. If you're, awesome. you're gonna ship anybody, yeah. ship her in Spider Man. That's it's at that's, least age appropriate. Yeah. That's gorgeous. Craig. Yeah. I didn't think about it. That's amazing. That is perfect. Oh god. The I things mean. they'd invent. I know. They just, I know. <laughs> they just throw this whole thing into Star Trek in an instant. You know, just throw us into post scarcity. It's, <laughs> it's like after the first year, they've created warp drive. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we no longer need money. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, Black Panther. Um. I'll also uh, recommend because I was listening to past episodes and we didn't fully recommend uh, Monster Hunter World after its release, but <laughs> confirmed. Greatest game. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, I've been a long time fan of the franchise, and um, I don't know if any video game fans out there know this, but when you're a long time fan of a franchise and it's making a bold move into something different, it's scary. Because <laughs> <laughs> nine times out of ten, it ruins what you loved. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't. And uh, that's really rare for me to say that. <laughs> DCEU. Uh, I mean, what? Diablo 3. <laughs> looking at you. I'm going to recommend uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Ooh. I would say if you can try to find a port for it for like the 3DS or something, if you can find any way of playing it without having to use the motion control. I think it also came out on the um, GameCube, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, I just bought it online on um, Wii U Marketplace, and it's the original Wii version. Mm. So I still am kind of saddled with the Wii motion controls, which are fine, but they get annoying. Mm. Um, but the dungeon design in that game is so good that you just don't care about the <laughs> clunkiness of the controls sometimes. So I'm going to say, yeah, if you haven't checked out this particular Zelda title, it's it's a good one. All right. Any more? Yeah, all good. Um, uh, I will do another recommendation into uh, Planet Earth 2. Is currently oh, in yes! <laughs> and it's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, it's it is. so gorgeous. It'll make you cry. Hmm. Anyways, um, more on crying next episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, join us next week for Saved. Bye. Psych. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at IWYTWT as well as each and every one of us individually. And uh, I'm at the D-Bucks. I'm at Catharticus. I'm at Colin Munch. And you can find, uh, find us on Facebook. Yes, there is a <laughs> Facebook group for I Want You to Watch This. Uh, come join in the movie discussions. Uh, <laughs> um, you can find all of our episodes on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash IWYTWT, as well as each and every podcast listening app like Twitter. Twitter. Like Stitcher. Like not or Twitter. Apple Podcast, <laughs> iTunes. Yeah. You know. Like any Podmatic, other app except for fucking Podcast Twitter. Attic. Or, yeah. Whichever one you I listen mean, you to. You can technically listen to us this through like, the SoundCloud like yeah. embedded. Yeah, when well, we link it, you can listen to it well, through Twitter. Here's a here's a little technical thing. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever, you're listening to the a SoundCloud link, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's where our hosting is done. It's, but, it's true. Just, just give them a peek behind the curtain there. <laughs> yeah. But wherever you're listening to us, if there's a rate and review button, go ahead and click that and uh, rate and review us. Help people find the show. Do it. Do, Do it. it. Do it now. Do it. Do it. Review on Do it. Air. Do it. As in a terrible Do it. Schwarzenegger accent. Do it. Do it. <laughs> All right, anything else this time? Is that <laughs> no, I think we are actually right, ready cool. to end the show this time. By the way, you guys let me end it. <laughs> we did. <laughs>